Hi, I'm Guy. Hey, and I'm Jose. And welcome back for another edition of This Beats It All, a podcast and discussions on the craft of screenwriting. We're presented by Save the Cat. Jose, how are you doing these days? Hey, I'm doing very well, Guy. How about you? Not too bad. You've been keeping busy out there? Oh, most definitely. Trying to keep as busy as possible. So, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's uh, the time of season where you want to get all that writing done before the year ends. <laughs> yes. We, we look ahead at the counter and go, ah, New Year's Eve goal. Got to get it done. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially, you know, it's, you're coming to Thanksgiving, then it's going to be Christmas. And that's really the slow time. It's, 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 I think it's really the worst time for writers because now we're just caught up in just wanting to enjoy the moment. And it's so easy to say, ah, I'll hold off on writing that until next week. But before you know it, it's another next week and all that. It flies by. It flies by. Yeah. Well, hey, I uh, want to bring back up something we, we touched on real briefly in the last episode. When we were talking about uh, uh, the clear goals going into, into Act 2. Something else that's really important in Act 2, and that is producing this upside-down world. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. It, it's, it's, you know, I think that upside-down world is just you know, one thing you just have to remember when we move into second act. You, know, you want to make the second act, a, the word I like to use is new. You have to make it a new experience for your hero. You know, that's what makes it an upside-down world. Because it's something that the hero has not done or experienced before. And why do I say that? Because, again, right away, you know, one thing we always look for in all stories, you know, in, in any good scripts, is that you have to have that conflict going on. Not just repeating conflict, but escalating conflict. So if you right away set up your second act as the upside-down world or the new world for your hero, then anything and everything he or she does... It's already full of conflict because it's the first time that he or she is doing it. You know, so it's it's really important to really set up your act one, that being the thesis world. You know, it, it it's the setup world. So now when we move, we set it up properly. So that when you move into the second act world now, how different now is your second act world going to be from the first act world? And I think too that really sets up a lot of things you can do with the fun and games section there because that's. If it's the same world, there's not much to work with fun and games-wise. But when you get a good upside-down world going, then you've got something to build on. Yeah, and you know, it's not always when we say upside-down world. We're not just talking about the physical you know, world itself. Now, not all stories being written there are you know, sci-fi stories wherein you're here on Earth. In the second act, you're in Mars. And you know, that's a clear upside-down world because it's a totally new world for your hero. But supposing it's a story that, you know, it's obviously a lot more stories are just taking place here on earth this old boring earth you know so how do you make your second act world different you know even if it's within the same county or the small rural place that your hero's growing up in and i think a lot of times it's it's not just changing the physical world but more than anything you're changing the emotional world of your hero a lot of cop stories you know um you look at it in the sense like okay we see the cop early on you know in the first act and we know that they're great at what they do they can solve murders or whatever it is they're solving and then we go now into the second act why is this particular case different for them? How can it be a, an upside-down world for them compared to their first act world? And a lot of times what happens is the case now that they're tackling, it's very personal. You know, they know the victim mm-hmm. or they know the perpetrator. You know, it, it's somebody who they're close to. So now it's, you know, emotionally, it's very different from them. How do I now deal with the so-called bad guy if I know the bad guy? So that now becomes the upside-down world. Well, physically, everything is exactly the same, but emotionally, it's very different from um, the Act 1 world. And just talking about, you know, cop stories, although well, this isn't the typical why done it, but it's more the comedy cop story, which I really love, because I think it's a great example of showing the upside-down world was 
21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> you know 22 just came out, but I, I thought I'd like to talk about the original first. Uh, but 21 was really great because, if, you know, for those who have seen it, you, you remember, you know, we meet um, the characters Jenko, that's uh, Channing Tatum, and Schmidt, who is Jonah Hill. And we meet them in the first act. At Schmidt, Jonah Hill is the nerdy guy, and Jenko, Channing Tatum, is the jock, you know, all physical type of guy. So even when we meet them in high school, you know, Jonah Hill, he can't ask the girl for a date. Uh, Channing Tatum gets kicked out because of his grades. We see them in the police academy, also in the first act. You know, Channing Tatum is still failing in all the tests, but he's doing great in all the physical activities. Whereas Schmidt is failing in all, failing miserably in all the physical activities, but he's doing getting straight A's in all the written tests. Now when we move into the second act, you know, and, and that body now is formed, it's not just, you kind of expect it, okay, the upside down world is now, they're adults going back into this, the teenage world, the high school world, where they can kind of redo the, their high school life, right? And come out better for it. But I think what made it even better was the fact that it's not just, that's not just the upside down world of going from adult to youth, but there's this moment when they really first entered the high school. And it's a funny moment because Jenko at Channing Tatum being true to character and they get called into the principal's office and the principal calls, asks him, so who are you? What's your name? And Jenko, not being the smart guy, completely forgets you know, his undercover name and throws out the name that Schmidt, Jonah Tatum, is supposed to be playing. So now Jonah Hill is supposed to, you know, he has to catch up and not to blow the cover. He assumes the role of the jock. So now, as opposed to being the easy route of Schmidt still being the nerdy guy going to high school and, and Jenko being the jock going to high school again, you know, now the roads are completely turned upside down. Now Schmidt has to be the athlete jock type and Jenko has to be the nerdy guy. So in just talking about, you know, upside down world, it was just, you know, a great way to really show that this really emphasize how important you can make this story, how even better, stronger this story can be if you really highlight or even exaggerate, you know, the upside down world of, of, of the story of the heroes. So they move into second act. Yeah, there again, because of that little extra twist, kind of a double upside down, if you will, that really opens the doors for a lot more comedy bits during that, that fun and game section because they're having to not only be back in high school, but, oh, I'm the smart guy. Now I got to be the pretend I'm the jock. It, it, yeah, you're right. It's just a brilliant one, too, through there. And it just, it works so well. Yeah. And immediately, you know, it's not, like I said earlier, immediately, the world is so filled with conflict because even though you're not yet, you don't see the scene yet, you know right away that Jenko being, you know, the dumb jock, if you put him in a room with, you know, the chemistry or physics nerd guys, you know, <laughs> it's going to be full of comedy and tension gonna happen. right away. And that's exactly what happens. So it keeps you, you know, glued. It keeps you, you know, following that story. I, I think it's also interesting to point out that the, the upside down world doesn't have to mean the whole world itself is upside down. Sometimes it's just upside down for that single character. Groundhog Day, for example, Bill Murray's character. Yeah. He's the only one who notices something's wrong. I wake up again, it's the same day. Yeah. No one else can tell. They go about normal lives, no problem. But for him, it's such a massive uh, switch. Yeah, well, that was definitely Groundhog Day. Clearly, I mean, his, his world can't get more upside down than that. And it just keeps going on and on and on and on and repeating and repeating and repeating itself. And the fact is, like you said, you clearly pointed out, it's not just because it would have been a very different story if they all were experiencing the same thing. Right. But because it's just only him experiencing it, 
you know, it, it becomes now even harder for him to get to this world because now it's, he has to go be this nice person in order to convince people that something is going on, which we know he fails at miserably because he's really not a nice person. It brings out a lot about his character and, and it brings out the, the change his character has to go through in the end. So it really, it just, it's one of those linchpins of that story that makes it work so well. Yeah, and I think you really brought up something there right now is that you know, it, it, it brings out character. And I think that's the main thing really with having, you know, really pushing that upside down world in act two is that you want to make that character really come out in your in your hero and you know the way we really find out who the character is or who the characters are is how they react to a certain situation they're thrown in you know so whether it's you know a very heavy drama whether it's a white done it or rites of passage or a comedy whether it's you know body love or a golden fleece or you know whatever it may be but if you have that world really filled with difficulty everything is new for your hero then you immediately set up conflict in it you immediately set up tension in it without even having to think of you know okay how how do i need to add godzilla in here just to bring tension or bigger conflict no i think you've set it up right away in that world just by putting your hero in what we call this upside down world sounds good well hey we're out of time hard to believe uh <laughs> Well, hey, just let folks know you can find us on iTunes. Uh, if you want to subscribe, just search under Save the Cat. You'll download for your uh, iTunes when we update it. Uh, you can also stream this on the SaveTheCat.com website where you can leave comments and questions. Look forward to hearing from everybody out there. And, Jose, with that, hey, we're done for another time. We'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks again, guy.